Good evening, and welcome to Weird Mountain, where the men are tough and the sheep are scared. I'm Gomez the Yardman. While the gals are busy doing whatever it is witches do this time of year, I thought I'd take a moment to let you know how much we all appreciate you listening to the show. Thanks for tuning in. I also wanted to let you know that things can sometimes get a little strange up on Weird Mountain. Especially this time of year, the veil, she's very thin. What you're about to hear are stories, but are they just stories? The gals say no. Decide for yourself. But don't say I didn't warn you. Na ha 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 Ring 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 ring. In my mind, it's echoing through the valley. Down in the valley, so low. I love that song. Me too. I hadn't thought about that song in years. Thanks for reminding me of it. Oh, I love that song. What is the, who wrote that? Do you remember? Lord, no. Uh, Probably somebody famous or maybe not. I don't was know. it, was it a Stephen Foster song? <laughs> That's a good guess, isn't it? Like when you hear a quote, it's either from the Bible or Shakespeare. <laughs> I've got my handheld uh, device. Hang on. I will tell you that in only a moment. That is pretty, and it's pretty to sing it um, in with harmonies and as a round. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I used to sing that song. That was, uh, I think I sang that song at a talent show a long time ago. Oh, yeah. And I, I would always go out and sing a cappella, or a cappella, excuse me. A cappella. A cappella. A cappella. A cappella. You know, like Barney <laughs> Fife did. Hey, Barney, suppose they asked you if you can sing a cappella. What do you do? Well, I do it. A cappella. A cappella. <laughs> I don't know the rest of the words. <laughs> well, we had a... We had a singing group for a long time, an a cappella group that sang um, Christmas songs at the Biltmore House at the winery. Mm-hmm. And and then when they hired us in the in the spring and summer, we started just singing, you know, madrigals and stuff like that. What did you call your group? We were originally we were the Boar's Head Singers. Oh. And we would enter singing that song, the Boar's Head Carol. Oh, okay. But then when we started doing two seasons, not one, but two seasons, then we called ourselves the Greenwood Consort. There you go. The Greenwood? Um, I think we don't know. We don't know who wrote it. It's very old. Yeah. That's what I said. I know it was sung in the Old West at some point. In, yeah, in the Old West at some point, because I've probably read some book that told me that. So, <laughs> Well, ac- according to Wikipedia, which we know is may or may not be a reliable source, 
A guitarist named Jimmy Tarleton claimed to have written the lyrics in 1925 while he was jailed in Birmingham, Alabama for moonshining. <laughs> well, that could be. That oh, Lord. But it's such a sweet song, though. Well, but he must have been longing for those beautiful green valleys because he's in jail in damn Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no offense intended to any of you Alabamians or whatever you call yourselves, but I mean, it ain't the mountains. Well, it is. Northern Alabama is the mountains, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yes, we know what you mean. We do. Did you have a favorite tradition about Halloween. I'm going to hit you up on Halloween stuff one one more time and I'll let it go. Oh, a favorite tradition? Well, you know, we're just talking about candy and I was always hungry. So candy was always a good one. And it's funny how you'd parse the candy out because some people would give you that really cheap candy like those, what are they called? Peanut butter kisses or something. There's like this weird taffy with like chalk in the middle. Those oh, things. yeah. I don't know what they are. Orange about. paper. Yes. Yeah. And so there was like a hierarchy of candy. There was the stuff you'd eat first. And of course, my mother never stopped us from eating it. You know, nowadays, parents love their children and they will not let them sit down with three pounds of sugar and basically eat it before they go to bed. Isn't that good? That's a good change. Well, that's a real good change, but how do you eat that much candy as a child and not just have your head spin off your shoulders? I don't know. We used to just eat it till we were foundered on it. <laughs> and you always started with the chocolate, and then the chocolate had its own hierarchy, so that if it was you know, some people like, was it Three Musketeers with this soft center? Some people like crunchy center. So there was the hierarchy of the chocolate, but that we always ate that first. And we saved this stuff like, I don't know, like those peanut butter kisses and stuff like that. And, and remember, they, they just throw a handful of candy corn into your little bucket. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't individually wrapped or nothing. Yeah. Huh? Some woman with a cigarette in her hand would pop that cigarette in her mouth and reach in and just throw some candy corn in. Like, here you go, youngin. Enjoy you some candy corn. Yeah, now, ashes in it. It won't hurt you. Yeah. Now get off my doorstep. i got to go back to the living room. Yeah. Right. I've got a martini waiting for me. And it is true that town had the highest unemployment and it probably still does percentage-wise of any place in the state, although I don't know this. But the reason for that is because it didn't have, it was way out there. It was barely a town. So it's not like there was a bunch of industry that'd be, you know, attracted to it and a bunch of trucks driving by and all of that. They had none of that, you see. So it was just rural. Anyway, sorry, I need to quit. We're uh well, no, that, I, that's, that's a good discussion to have, and the uh, book I'm writing right now is all about how when, uh, when a, a community which is struggling is offered the crumbs from the table, we almost always take it. Because and sometimes crumbs, you have to, to survive. Because, yeah, because crumbs are better than starvation. Right. But what needs to happen, needs to happen, is that there need to be alternatives. There need to be people who are willing to go, well, you know, you can get paid $7 an hour for 18 months, and then you got nothing, and you got nothing to for the tourists to see. 
or to think creatively and say, okay, I'm, I can, I can give you a job that sticks 50 an hour, but I'm going to guarantee that's going to last five years. Oh, yeah. And you'd get people that'd be work that would work hard for you and be faithful employees and, and do all of that. And that way they can do the right thing, mm-hmm. the good thing, and the thing that's going to feed their families. Yep. Yep. But there are always going to be politicians who understand that there are people who have immediate needs and short-term vision. And, far and those politicians are also getting some kind of kickback from whoever it is there. Right. They're trying to push through in your community. Right. Inevitably. Right. right. You're exactly right. But they'll use their arguments. They, yeah. Anyway, we need to just walk from that subject because I can get angry about it. I know you can get angry about it too. And just hollering about it right now is not going to fix it. Although it'll no. make me feel better a little bit. <laughs> no, it, it's not going to. And it, I mean, it does that thing that righteous indignation does where you have this boo, rush of adrenaline and your endorphins are doing the endorphin thing and all that. And then you're exhausted once you come down from it and you still hadn't solved anything. It felt good for a minute, but it did. It did. Yeah. Well, it's like, like eating chocolate. It feels good for about 40 minutes and then your body goes, oh, I need a nap. Yeah. Then the sugar, sugar drops and, yeah. and you have to go lay down somewhere. Uh, so you kind of reminded me, you're right about the endorphin thing and, and all of that. And I wonder sometimes if that's the reason that the paranormal groups exist. You know, sometimes I think that, I mean, I've met a lot of very earnest people and I really like most of the folks in the, the paranormal groups. They have a natural curiosity and they want to find out and they're willing to go out and find out for themselves. And I think those are good qualities, but I consistently mm-hmm. have people who want me to just scare them and tell them a scary story. <laughs> and I can turn, turn the flashlight on and put it under your chin. Yeah, yeah. And I don't mind doing that some, but I also have some folks who don't understand why certain situations like the Ouija board, you know, that I don't freak out over the Ouija board. And, and they were, there were some questions about, there was this one group not too long ago. And there was a couple of questions about where we were going to end up at. And they wanted a, they wanted a cemetery because that's where the ghosts were. It's like, mm, you know, okay, go to the cemetery. What are y'all looking for? What are you trying to do? Do you want to help somebody or you know, what's the deal? So I have a strange relationship with the paranormal groups because on the one hand, I really, really admire what they're doing. And on the other hand, I'm like, guys, you know, think about what you're doing before you go in there and rile up the spirits. And I got to wonder how many ghosts there really are in cemeteries because that's not where people die. Well, thank you. That's and my, that's not the place where they live their lives. That and thank you again. That's my my point in that exactly is that I I wouldn't choose that as the first place that I would go. So that's a good question though. Where's the first place that you would go to find a spirit that wasn't calling for you? If you were just a person who wanted to see a spirit, let's just say, as weird as that might sound where would you go first oh well that's a that's a good question I mean I'd go to a place that had been inhabited for a long time Mm -hmm. 
or now this would be a good place to go to some of those old settlements where there's just ruins left of the town mm -hmm. and you know like the there's the stone fa uh, foundation of a house yeah. but the house itself is gone or, or when there's just an old chimney standing somewhere I think I'd go there because that was a place that was inhabited by a bunch of people for a while yeah that's where I'd start out mm -hmm. I do know that there are a lot of people who want to go to these old abandoned or whatever you want to call them, decrepit uh, mental hospitals. Oh, that's a big thing. That just seems rude to me, but. I know. That's, oh, thank you. I mean, gosh, we're on the same wavelength about that. Yeah, that just, why would you, you wouldn't want to go see people in those places if they were alive. It would break your heart unless you were some kind of person who loves to go to a freak show and you love to see people suffer. And there are people like that in the world, as we know. Well, it, it could be because the suffering part may, I don't know, is it possible that, well, I don't know, I just get confused about the whole thing. I, I, I would be more inclined to, to say that I would go to a hotel. Yes. Because, you know, hotels, especially like, well, the Grove Arcade, the, the Grove, excuse me, that would be one that I would go to because it's been occupied in one way or another since it was built. So for many decades, it's been there. And there have been lots of people who've died at that place. And there've also been lots of people, most likely, who died and were kind of happy living there. And so if I was a spirit, I wouldn't want to come back to the place that I didn't like. No, I'd want to go no. to the home of my childhood where I was happy mm -hmm. or, or blah, 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 blah. But I wouldn't want to... There's all kinds of theories about it that, uh, that spirits get stuck in a certain place because of the way that they died. Somebody well, and I think, yeah, there are theories about that. And I think there are times spirits get stuck in a place because of the way that they lived. Hmm. Because they lived, you know, they lived a quiet life where they went out every day, twice a day to milk a cow. They went out every day to use the outhouse three times a day, whatever. And so those lines of energy that they marked out doing these repetitive tasks that were not onerous and were not frightening, but were just the things that were ex you're expected to do. I've, I've, I've experienced spirit activity in places like that where there just was so many repetitive actions. Interesting. That's interesting that you, the lines of energy comment that you made. That's you got some neurons firing in my brain now. Uh oh, look out! <laughs> I'm gonna get on that internet any day now and research that it. That internet, I'm gonna get on that internet, and you are not gonna believe what's gonna come out of oh, it. Just anything you can find anything on that internet. You can find granny porn, you can find oh. <laughs> <laughs> lousy. That was back in the day, wasn't it? Oh, mothers, you know where else you can find most anything. Or from our listeners. Oh my gosh, y'all are a font of information. Yep, absolutely. And a font of wisdom. Let's just formally ask them, y'all, please feel free. We'd love to hear some ghost stories. We're always the ones telling the ghost stories. And I know y'all have got some better stories than the ones I've been telling. And I would love to hear them. I would love that. Mm -hmm. 
So text it. You can send us a message on Facebook if you want to, or you can, if you're in Facebook Messenger, there's a little, little button there you can press that will allow you to record messages. I don't know how long you can record for, but I imagine it'll go a pretty good long time. You might be able to just tell us your story. Oh, that'd be fun too. Yeah, yeah however you want to do it, we would love to hear it. Yeah, absolutely. And if if somebody has a story for us that we can put on the podcast, I'm totally fine with doing that if they are. Yeah, if they are. <laughs> I don't know. Do they have to sign a form or something? Sometimes I have to sign a form. Well, you know, they might, I guess. I'm not going to license any story they tell, but if they feel more comfortable with signing some sort of release, we can find one for them. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So we'll figure you. it out. Yeah, we'll get it figured out, y'all. Just call, text us, send us a message. Hey, everyone. It's Gomez the Yardman. I wanted to break in here for a moment to let you know how much the gals have been enjoying your feedback. It really makes their day. I want to encourage you to continue to send in your stories, questions, comments, and thoughts. You can psychically send them if you know how to do that or just use social media. <sighs> Muggles.